Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Tim, and you can find me hosting the Suicide Squad cast, and you can find me on Twitter at Alan Fire. Alrighty, and today on Man of Steel, we're talking about minute number 103. And the minute starts with a Northern Threat analyst informing Swanwick of the current situation. And then the minute ends with the Black Zero hovering above Metropolis. Hmm. Um, this Northcom Threat analyst, I thought, had a name. Uh, he doesn't, according to IMDb. Uh, but if he does have a name... I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I thought uh, it, I thought it was by... like Major Laramore. Is that not the the actor? Well, I thought so too. But then I looked him. I looked up the actor, and then I looked up Northcom threat analyst guy, uh, and his actor looked just like this guy. Okay. So I was like, that threw me off, and I don't know who Laramore is now in the film because of that, because hmm. uh, I thought he had a name, but. What was the guy at and sleeping uh, in the beginning? That was on the computer. What was that guy's name? Oh, you're talking with the dude over in the ice? Yeah, in, in Canada. No, that's someone else. No. Yeah. No. Uh, but this guy is played by Ian Rosillo. Okay. Here we go. Ian <laughs> Rosillo. Um, so <laughs> what happened in yesterday's minute is Swanwick asked, what just happened? And this guy says, um, I'm going to try and break this down for us because he kind of just vomits it out incredibly fast. But the entity is split into two separate tracks. So they okay. have that one UFO. It's split into two now. Uh, the one that is now the world engine climbing at Mach 24 is going that fast, headed towards the southern hemisphere, towards the south part of the Indian Ocean. Okay. So that's what's going on. Um at first, it just sounded like military jargon. I just had to kind of replay it a couple of times to understand that it wasn't, or, you know, to make sense of it. So that's what I had to do for myself. <laughs> um, it's strange because, like, someone could say, like, uh, you know, the, the, what is it? The possibility of navigating through an asteroid, successfully navigating through an asteroid field is 3,271 to 1. And I can understand that the first time hearing it. Yeah. But telling me, that you know a, a bogey is split into two separate tracks climbing at Mach 24 I was like okay you're gonna have to run back that, that second <laughs> time because I didn't get that at all <laughs> um but yeah so that's what's going on with those two things and the minute kind of goes from there to the black zero which is um it's seen kind of uh what is it? It's like it's like circling the Earth, but it's also like diving into it. You know that shot where it's like yeah. it's like just wait. Like, is that the one that when it shows the moon and it's like the underneath? Mm -hmm. Is that not the world engine? I thought that was the world engine because it was like the yeah, world that's engine going at Mach twenty four. Yeah, the world engine is the one that's going Mach twenty four, and then that's the one that lands in that's Indian the Ocean. That's the one that's on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. We're watching the world engine go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the black zero switches, and that was the one no, that was falling. No, the, the, no, he did. The world he did, but he meant yeah. super fast. Yeah, you meant the world. All right, he meant the world. Oh, all right, you I said black zero. Yeah, you, you said did. Black oh, zero. Don't worry about right. it. It's okay. <laughs> so Mach twenty four. That's like that's eighteen thousand miles an this, hour. Is breaking the sound barrier just a couple times? And well, like, each each mock like each mock is the speed of sound. 
Each each mock is a speed of sound. So this is going twenty four times the speed of sound. I wish they had a, a sort of just just cracking, just popping. I wonder if they had like maybe maybe there was a, like an audio track with like sound barrier being broken, and then people were like, "Nope, sounds like a boom tube." <laughs> I'll tell you what, that probably would have sounded better. The absence of sound or like doing something completely minimal or like realistic, because I tell you, like this scene. So after it like re-enters orbit, or enters orbit because it was never in orbit, uh, once it like cracks through. And then you got the guy throwing the fishnet. It's a beautiful, yeah. like, open or escape shot of him throwing the fishnet out. And it's f- zooming over the sky. And then it's, like, hurling in, like, with these red-hot limbs. And yeah. it's, like, darting into the Earth. And it has this T-Rex sound from, like, the show Dynatopia <laughs> or something. Oh, good. It, good like, one. completely... Uh, it is anti-Ben Burt. It is, an- it is like, wh- who got lazy here <laughs> i it it throws me off like yeah. i don't like it because the whole thing was great and then they just had to put this like dinosaur noise i'm a big fan of the burning feet though do you think that yeah. helps it like go into the ground more like i that noticed there was like explosions so cool. to me that's cool like is that like what it's maybe it was like specifically designed like jor designed the world engine that's mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah so like did he design the legs to like when it's in entry of like an atmosphere like yeah man and those things are going to get really fucking, sorry, really hot. <laughs> and like Your they're going to just pierce. It's my show. You're right. They're just going to pierce the earth or pierce the ground. And it's like, you know, that's like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Or like uh, when you set up a tent and you just spoke it in there. Do you heat up the tent spokes? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you blowtorch them? You do. No, but maybe we should, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe Jorel's on to something. Yeah. Now whenever Nate builds a tent, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna catch everything on fire. So I, I took it as like if you know if this thing's going like eighteen thousand miles an hour, like those things are gonna get uh-huh. red hot, you know, coming at that speed. And you, it's almost like kind of like that yeah. was the leading edge of the the black zero. I mean or the the leading edge of the world engine. And, uh, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, so that's the part that was red hot, but I also like the idea that it was getting hot and coming in at that speed so that it could sink down into the ground. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's able to, Absolutely. yeah. And in fact, uh, as, as we're going to find out in a later movie, you know, it was able to kind of melt up some of the earth and, uh, create, yeah. uh, you know, create some other stuff. So, but yeah, I, you know, and actually, uh, I do want to say this, like that sound, you called it like a like a dinosaur type sound. I actually it made me think of Star Wars. Like it made me think of like a, a TIE fighter. I can get TIE fighter from that. I see it, where you're going. Yeah, it has a little yeah. bit of that sound. It was like that. Yeah, right. Which also sounds like an animal. Which also sounds like a T Rex <laughs> from Dinotopia. No, right, it doesn't. Um, so okay, speaking of dinosaurs and and um, other TV shows. Um, when 18,000 miles an hour, how big is the world engine? And is this the equivalent of a massive meteor like hitting the earth? Shouldn't there be like global earthquakes and massive like tidal waves from this thing hitting, hitting the ground? Only if it Shouldn't didn't slow down. If it didn't slow down, then yes, it would be like a meteor hitting. But if it slowed down, which it appear, you know, apparently did because you, you actually saw it. Yeah, if it was going like eighteen thousand miles an hour, you wouldn't have, you'd barely it was, wouldn't have seen it. You would have just seen it, yeah, you crash into the it. earth, right? So yeah. it had to have slowed down, so the, the impact energy would have been much lower. So it only travels at eighteen thousand miles just to eighteen thousand miles per hour, just to heat up its legs, I so guess, it can yeah. go in further into the earth. 
Yeah. It's also that's cool. The Kryptonians like to be very dramatic too. So <laughs> apparently they, they wear capes everywhere. Yeah. And they wear black. And so they so make this ship fly in so fast <laughs> and then hit the e-brake. <laughs> but anybody under it is just gonna just burn away because those feet it's Jarrell like explaining this to the, to the law council, like, hey man, don't touch those legs. They're gonna get really hot, but you guys wanted them to look flashy. Yeah, exactly. Um That's good. I this, like that. Yeah, and then this, you know, this world engine, this thing that's about to happen, um, has to be noticed by the other two kind of races that share the earth with Dude, humans. I've brought this up so many times. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, because this event that's about to happen. Uh, you know, in the next film, they refer to as, you know, the world is introduced to the Superman. This is what's happening. This is the third act of the film. Um, and those other two races do have to do have to see this. So, yeah, it is like this similar to a meteorite or yeah. you know, some giant worldly event that they're all going to be like, wait a minute. What is that? Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, if if I could make a suggestion and someone actually listened to me, the end of Wonder Woman, have it be something relating to the Black Zero happening. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe someone's on an island, and like they say, it's just like, oh, crap, or whatever. Why would you that now? The movie's out. I know, that's why I'm saying, why would I push that now? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what I wanted, because you're saying, like, you know, like, other, the other, uh, the, the other two races, like, now that Wonder Woman's going to be the next one, that would be an awesome ending. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty cool. Um, so with this, you know, world engine coming in, uh, extremely, extremely fast, its counterpart does the exact opposite. And in my opinion, is even more terrifying than this thing. Well, yeah. Um, so what we have here in Metropolis, people walking to work, going to the coffee shop, grab a bagel, it's middle of the day. You look in the sky. What is that? It's a crab ship. It is a UFO <laughs> in the center squid. of a giant city. A squid ship. People on the on tour boats. You know, have you ever been in New York, and you're taking one of those tour boats? You know, it's like Staten Island or the Statue of Liberty, and you look out in the distance and you see this. First of all, you're thinking, what is that? You and think that's a tour boat? I think it's a ferry from Metropolis to Gotham. I think it's Isn't a ferry. The same yeah. thing? A tour boat and a ferry are not the same thing. Well, I'm thinking of a ferry, <laughs> but you can't do it as it's a tourist thing to do is to get on a ferry. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I know what it is. We're nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> to I know what you need ferries. to do. You, know. you need to have a special episode to deal with this. Right? <laughs> yeah. To see this thing just in this kind of like there's a little bit of smog, there's a little bit of smoke and. It's just hovering there. There's helicopters around it, and it's quiet. And there's just like this little ominous sound every time people look at kind of like, what is that? And then it like this ominous sound happens, and it's just there, just slightly rotating among this city. Yo, that to me is terrifying. Yeah, man. More so than the the world engine. Can, can um, I can I say this? Uh... So considering the previous 24 hours where basically the world has been threatened with like some kind of alien invader, the yeah. the city's acting pretty calm and pretty business as usual. 
you know, if, if people are on uh, a tour boats or if they're on a ferry or if they're just walking to go get some coffee, I, I can tell you right now, if some alien race had come down and had threatened to destroy our world, basically, I think I would be in my home huddled <laughs> and uh, just uh, cowering down in my basement just out of fear. Like, I, I got to hand it it's to true. these people. These people are actually it's pretty true. calm considering, you know, yeah. what's going on. Because it's not just like, uh, it's not just the thread, but it's upending like everything they ever, ever thought they knew about, uh, you know, our place in the universe, right? So. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is it? That happened in, in Arrival. Is that, uh, that other Amy Adams movie? <laughs> <Aliens>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like when those ships came in, like everybody, like what? Every, no one went to work. Everybody was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Well, she stayed up all night with the TV on. Like that's happened, what I would do. It, so, okay. First of all, UFOs come in. Well, there's that UFO hangout in earlier Man of Steel. They all see the news because they're all forced to watch it. And then General Zod has this message. He has 24 hours to hand over Kal-El, uh, or he has to turn himself over. And then you have two alien ships that go through Smallville. Uh, people still go to work. And then you have the alien fight in the Battle of Smallville. So there's your, like, what, third try to get... Mm-hmm. you know to get it uh and now you have this thing hovering in metropolis mm-hmm. and you're still going to starbucks yeah at that <laughs> point what are the priorities <laughs> coffee. what is important well, i know. mean coffee coffee really... is a pretty big priority let's be honest <laughs> yeah you need coffee before you leave the city that's for sure <laughs> you gotta get a chocolate babka before you leave the you city need coffee before you get crushed by a gravity machine oh we're not right. there yet. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I do love those shots of, of just this you know big ominous thing, because uh, it, it yeah it, it's just if I saw it I'd be like oh what is that and then my second question would be is that what I think it is because like to me I'd I'd be like oh god what is that mm-hmm. but I know what that is mm-hmm. so now it's that's that's what's terrifying is that people can look at that and be like. Okay, this is bad. So, yeah, but that's all I got for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm, I think I'm good on this one. Cool. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you loved everything you just heard, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Leave us a great review; really helps us out. Don't forget to check out Tim's podcast, the Suicide Squadcast, and all his other Squadcast shows that he's got under his network. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.